So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Welcome to Freestyle Friday. The weekend is here. We've got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. We got a little update on Triple H on his uh, a little update after his uh, surgery, his heart surgery. A uh, little uh, news there. Oh, boy, did uh, did Dark Side of the Ring uh, uh, generate some talk last night. We've Ooh. got a lot of fallout in regards to that. We got a little bit of, uh, of uh, NXT contract talk as well. And on top of all that, it's Freestyle Friday, so we're going to take your questions about anything and everything. This is the Sports Kita Top Story. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Top Story. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get comfortable. Oh. Uh, there we go. All right. There we go. Now I'm mm, I'm good. Jeremy, who's your team again? Boo. What'd you say? Who's your team again? I forget. The Bears. Ah, yes. That team that's going to get blitzkrieged by 21 points on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're you're just lucky Justin Fields ain't ready yet, else uh, it would have been a different story. But I'm excited for the future. I'm I'm very well aware of who your quarterback is. Yep, yep. In that old old state up there where you're at. I I am uh, Jeremy Bennett. Uh, You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers with me, Mr. Rick Cuccino. Uh, What's your Twitter handle there, sir, again? Rick Uccino, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Very convenient. Very simple. Very nice. Very evil. Uh, we are here. Uh, no Kev. Kev's busy uh, uh, partying it up uh, at Ride Fest. He's, maybe he'll pop in. I wonder if he'll pop in uh, a little cameo on his way to the concert tonight. As long uh, as he can do it on the road because his uh, his mobile networking <laughs> is never great. We've, we have like seen everybody in the city of Chicago is all on their phone at the same time outside every time he's there. Yeah, that, he, he always finds the the dark spot of uh, of uh, whatever company he's with there uh, when he uh, when he goes uh, on on location. Uh, so it is Freestyle Friday. We're going to take your questions. So uh, get those questions in. Uh, we'll get to those at the end of the show. We do have a lot to talk about. First, let's talk about Triple H. Uh, we got an update uh, from old Uncle Dave at the rest. Wrestling News Observer. Uh, he has stated that uh, everything uh, in, in regards to Triple H uh, remains quiet right now uh, in regards to his condition, but he is good enough right now to take uh, to take phone calls. Uh, WWE talent has been told they can call Triple H and wish him well. Just don't talk business. Good. Good. <laughs> right? right? last. Hey, hey, yeah, yo, Trips, I know you just had this big thing, but man, I had a great idea last night. Let me pitch something to, no! Can you, can you, the hell can, up. Can you push me, you know? Like, give me a little push. <laughs> hey, what's going on with all these colors on NXT, man? You you know, I liked it in the dark a little bit better. My Lord. What do you, what do you think about that? That I, I like it. I like the new look, except the turn off the damn entranceway during matches. That That is too bright. 
But overall, I like I like the new look. I like it. I, I always thought NXT was uh was a little too dank, a little too <laughs> indie bingo hall ish. And I get that's the mood that they were going for, and they wanted it to be different. Um, but I I I, I like the brightness of it. I like the colors. I like yeah. the uh, all they need now are some fly girls up in the up in the top. You know, about in living color back in the day. That's there you all go. Need. As I, soon as the logo popped up in the the the. It was like in live in Coca-Cola all over again, man. It was taking me back. <laughs> I uh, it was so funny. My uh, podcast co-host Matt, he thinks that new look makes it look like a bingo hall, makes it look too indie, <laughs> which is so weird. You give me this opinion where you thought the other way was indie. It's like you can't, you can't win. Uh, what, what, which way do we go here? You know, you can't it's really win. All, it's all preference, man, and it depends on which bingo halls you went to. I guess that guy, your buddy. I uh, went to a lot of bingo halls on disco night. I mean, I guess it's just what it is. Man, that's a new concept. I think we have a million dollar idea there. Disco bingo. In man. there. Oh, oh, it's nice. a thing. <laughs> it's it's too boring in my town. It's just regular old bingo. So maybe that's it. I don't you live know. in Nebraska. I'm surprised they have anything other than corn there. Somebody asking what happened to Triple H. Hey, this is a big there's big cities in here. There's not just corn and cows. Come on. Uh, but yeah, what happened to Triple H? Well, he had uh uh, a cardiac event is what they call it and uh, had heart surgery yeah. uh, that was about a week after the event had, uh, or actually no, it, it broke about a week after he had the surgery is when, uh, when they announced that. So we have not really had many updates on Triple H until today uh, where, uh, you know, saying that he is uh, in good enough shape to take phone calls. So at least he's got energy to uh, maybe, I don't know, do a conference call or maybe he's just doing internal calls, but don't, don't don't pitch them your ideas to don't don't say give me a push. And that or, honestly, that shouldn't be a thing that should be like have to be stated. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the last thing I'm gonna do after my boss has you know cardiac arrest or whatever it was a cardiac episode, whatever they whatever they're calling it. Last thing I'm gonna do is call up. Hey, can I get Saturday off? You know, like no, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. You know, but uh, well wishes, right. everything is fine. But yeah, yeah. no, that that should be a thing that goes without saying. Don't right. Talk business to him exactly uh no no triple h 2.0 this week no word on when he'll be back either uh but uh plenty of uh, other people have been there uh kevin dunn uh bruce pritchard uh, uh, uh it was it was pretty apparent that kevin dunn was there about i don't know eight seconds into the broadcast when we were on our 16th camera cut my god i know <laughs> i don't know why they think those look good I, I don't know. Um, I do like some of the presentation. Like they like during the match, it looked like it had some different kind of angles and presentation that I thought were good. But yeah, the Kevin Dunn camera cuts came over too. Yeah. Oh no, that that is uh, that is trademarked. Uh, you can tell anytime he's on a production. I don't get it. Maybe he just like screaming camera one, take one, camera two, take two. All right, get three ready, take one. I didn't. Ca I don't care if I had camera one ready, take four. You're not doing it fast enough. Let's go, take five. Really? I think that, I that's too to slow. I would love to sit back there and just oh. watch him scream over and over again to take camera angles. That's too slow, actually. What you just read off is way too slow for, for his camera cuts. Is just what I'm saying. Engage with the show. Uh, give us a little little orange cassie thumbs up give us a heart give us some anger give us some laughter um give us I'm, some I sadness can the, i can never do the orange cassidy right can't, can't, like, just a little bit you know just a just stick it just to put the thumb a little it's like a, it's almost like i got your nose but ah okay <laughs> yeah you just you just put it out there as that, one I'm well, that one i'm well versed in yes as lazily as you can or give us some sad emojis because holy cow we got a, a doozy yeah, for you here uh, in a minute I'm trying to have as much fun as i can now 
Yeah. Yeah, there ain't going to be much fun to be had on this next story. Uh, But before we get to there, make sure you uh, subscribe to uh, our YouTube channel. We, you know, we cracked 20,000 not too long ago. We are halfway to 21,000. We really would like to get to 25,000 as soon as possible. So keep uh, sharing this with your friends. Hit the subscribe. Hit the little bell icon so you know when we go live with a new video or go live with a broadcast. Of course, uh, we got every Monday, we got uh, Featherstone and Russo after Raw. Every Wednesday, we've got uh, we've got the debrief with uh, with Jose and uh, Rico. They talk about NXT and uh, AEW. Fridays, this guy right here. That's tonight. Uh, Smack talk and, and Rampage talk. Usually, usually. Uh, has that changed for next week's two hour show? Is that official now? Uh, we haven't figured out when exactly we're going on uh, next week with with Rampage being two hours midnight. That might be a, t- a little too late for Dutch Mantel to stay up. Yeah, um, it well, was a battle to get him to stay up till eleven. So <laughs> trying to get him up to stay up till midnight, might be a stress. So we'll let you know. Uh, also, I have some uh, day job related duties uh, this weekend that I have to cover. So and that includes tonight. So tonight at eleven oh five, it'll be SP three and Dutch Mantel taking you through uh, SmackDown and Rampage. This two man booth got two man booth tonight. Two man so. booth. We're cutting it down. Dutch doesn't like any more than two man booth. So he told me to hit the bricks. Yeah, there you go uh and uh oh boy here we go uh so are we getting into this now yeah it's time to it's time to get into this now uh this happened uh last night vice tv uh released dark uh dark side of the rings episode of the plane ride from hell uh it was a hit for them 153,000 viewers uh, tuned into this. Um, not the most watched ever, but it was uh, getting the people talking, uh, uh, mainly because Ric Flair was trending on Twitter uh, and uh, Tommy Dreamer also trending on Twitter. And uh, those are two guys that are uh, probably going to be the most affected from this story. Uh, uh, Fightful Select had posted earlier today that uh, Impact staff is told that Tommy Dreamer is not at the Impact takings. Of course, he, ap- he appeared on Dark Side of the Ring last night where he talked about the the accounts of the plane ride from hell seemingly to uh, back up Ric Flair's behavior, just simply making it as a joke, among other things. And of course, uh, Rick, you heard the details of what Ric Flair apparently did. Uh, th- I don't think that's a joke or a, a, a boy's thing or, or uh, the right thing to do, is it? Okay, so... I, I, knowing that I was going to be on the show and knowing that we were going to be talking about this, I, I watched the episode in its entirety today and yeah, it's, it's, it's bad from every conceivable angle. Like nobody, like I saw somebody put on Twitter that RVD was like the only person who came up, not looking like an a-hole. And I'm yeah. like, even Jim Ross, Jim Ross too. I heard like yeah, Jim, Jim, Jim and RVD. All right. So like, there's so many different things to to dive into here. I do feel bad for for Jim Ross because trying to corral that group and keep track of everything that's going on and especially with as much alcohol that was involved, right? Like they 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 went through three full airplane carts full of full bottles, not the minis, full bottles of alcohol before the plane took off and who knew who knows that that probably wasn't the beginning of the drinking either no probably not or the, or the drug taking there was a lot of drugs on the plane as well according yeah. to um so i mean there there's a lot of things that that went awry on this area. if you haven't watched the episode yet there's just really too much to even oh, uh, yeah. dive into and dissect but the the two big things 
are the allegations of one Ric Flair and then the comments from Tommy Dreamer. Now, what I, I can't even imagine, because here's the thing, right? And I, I'm going all over the place because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to step on eggshells here. Yeah, right. What Tommy Dreamer said was very, boys will be boys. It'll mm -hmm. be, it was a joke kind of a thing. We didn't mean anything by it. And what I think he was trying to say was simply like, that's just how it was back then. That's how that that's that's what the boys did for entertainment. That's how uh, things were, you know, the jokes that we would play on each other. And that's how Ric Flair partied around. And that's that was just Rick being Rick. That's just who he was. And while that may have been acceptable back then. Oh, hell no. That 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 no. No, it's it wasn't even acceptable back then. People just no. put up with it and lived with it because like that was the time. It didn't make what happened back then right. And that's where I think Tommy Dreamer really stepped in it is because he like tried to defend it other than saying, hey, look, back then we thought it was Rick being Rick and it yeah. was Rick being Rick and this is just what we did, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make anything that we did Right. And then no. he doubled down by like going after the flight attendant. And I'm like, Tommy, what are you doing? Yeah. What hey. are you doing? They're and, uh bad yeah. Look. Bad look for everybody, bad actions for pretty much everybody on the damn plane, according to these accounts. Um, you know, I you saw one tweet that made sense of why Dreamer did what he did, and it doesn't make it right, but I saw one tweet that made sense of it all. And that was Rick has probably got as much dirt on him as he's got on Rick. So he's supporting his boy. This is what, and this is what Rick has said before. He's like, he, he told Renee Paquette, like, Hey, look, after this comes out, let me on. Cause I, I I'm paraphrasing here. I know the details. I got this. I got names. I got actions. I got this, that, and the other thing he's ready to come out, you know, Oof. blazing here. This is, yeah. this is not, this is just the start. I think yeah, truly. it is because yeah. obviously there's two sides to the story, uh, but you cannot also discount just because she's not a famous person. You can't discount her side of the story either. And my God, I mean, just everything that happened on that. And I haven't even seen the episode yet. I haven't had time. I watched, uh, I watched football last night. Uh, it is on YouTube. Now vice has put it out. So it is, uh, go to vice's, uh, YouTube channel. It is out there free of charge. Now you can go watch it. Uh, if you don't have vice, uh, on your cable or, or whatever, uh, you watch your, uh, uh, your television on. And, um, I've yet to watch it. So I'm going to, I'll probably put it on sometime this weekend. And, and I mean, just, look, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about full-on fights breaking out between yeah. Lesnar and Kurt Henning um, because Kurt Henning slapped some shaving cream on top of Brock's head, and then 22-year-old Brock Lesnar got pissed off and chased him around the plane. So he got two six-foot-four, you know, 265, 280-pound dudes thrown around on an airplane. Yeah. You got, uh, these, you got these uh these Scott Hall doing, doing the same thing that Rick was doing, apparently. The Scott Hall thing was... That was at like the peak of Scott Hall's substance abuse issues. And that was yeah. a major focus of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, Scott Hall was passed out. Woke. And this, this was the flight attendant story. This Scott Hall was passed out, woke up in enough time to try to 
get his hands on said flight attendant. And then as she struggled away, he passed back out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he went on the record on the show uh, in a voice recording saying he had no recollection of anything, which I, I, given where he was and given the fact of what happened after that, literally just incredible had to wheel that man through customs because he was still passed out after the plane landed. And that's that's amazing that he was able to do that because this was after nine 11. So things were a lot stricter at that time, even Uh, right. This was Oh two, wasn't it? Yes. So this, yeah. So this was after nine 11. So that's amazing. An international flight. Yeah. That's a national flight. Taking an a, a passed out, basically he had to pretend like Scott Hall had a at a medical medical condition. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yes, he basically pulled the weekend at Bernie's to get Scott Hall through customs. And you know, spoiler alert: Scott Hall ended up being released after that incident, along with Kurt Henning, and Dustin Rhodes almost got released, but Jim Ross, you know, had sympathy on him, and Dustin Rhodes was pretty much the only person who tried to help the flight attendant in all of this. And that's where a lot of people come off looking bad is there's so many people on this plane. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes in the incident that it has Rick flair and a lot of hot water. Now Dustin Rhodes is the only one who stepped in like, Rick, what are you doing? Stop, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Like you had an entire plane full of people. And again, yeah. a lot of people just chalked it up to, to Rick being Rick and Rick, nothing happened to Rick after this. And that's, no. that was a big thing with, with Jim at the end of this episode, he was like, they asked Jim, why didn't Rick get fired for this? And JR's response was basically, he's a made man. Yeah, untouchable in the business. And that's it. And that, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with people on the plane. That and, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, people asleep. I'm sure there were a lot of factors here. But hmm. there, anybody who was able to step in probably didn't want to step up to, to Ric Flair and jeopardize their livelihood on this. Anybody that watched this uh, or, uh, you know, uh, has read up on the uh, plane ride from hell, feel free to let us know in your comments. Also, ask us any questions here into the show. Uh, We'll get that Freestyle Friday off, and Rick and I will answer any questions you have pertaining pro wrestling, any company, anything. Just give us a question. Here we go. Jesse Hyde here in the chat. Uh, uh, AEW and Impact. Well, we already got some news on Impact, I'll tell you here in a minute. But uh, I've seen this on Twitter. I saw so many people... Just that, not that I follow, but maybe have commented on, like, say, Denise Salcedo uh, posts and things like that and commented, and they at Tony Khan. So I know at, Tony Khan's had a lot of mentions on this because uh, there's rumors that uh, Ric Flair is going to replace Chavo Guerrero as Andrade El Idolo's manager. And so now there's just all this backlash. They're going to have to pause that. They, there's yeah, Tony. Tony there's no way. Uh, so Andrade's, pro- unfortunately, Andrade's probably going to have to suffer by probably go into obscurity unless they just throw a random dynamite or rampage match at him. But that whole story with Chavo that, that played out on rampage last Friday, that's going to have to be put on pause because uh, that, it was almost obvious that they were going to bring Ric Flair in. Yeah, you have to, but here's the other thing, man, this story has been out there for years. Yeah. And that's <laughs> another defense. People are like, well, people have known about this for 20 years. And it's like, that's no defense. Plus not all of the, inf- there was a lot of new information that was, there was brought a lot to light. of new information. And here's the other thing, man. Don't forget that WWE took this story, turned it into a cartoon and put it on the freaking network. Right. Like, don't forget that that was a thing that happened. Yeah. All right. So, you know, you look at, Everything that happened here with WWE management sweeping a lot of this under the rug, man. Like there, there's a lot 
And I know there was a settlement and lawsuits and all sorts of things, but man, getting the getting the accounts from her, by the way, one of like four sober people on the entire plane. So right. you you could sit here and have all these guys, you know, recount their um their takes on everything. We don't know who how many drinks these people had, what they recollect, man. I can't remember things that happened three weeks ago, and I'm dead sober most of the time. So, you know, it's just there, there's a lot to this that's it's difficult to talk about. It's a bad look. Yeah. 14 hours on a plane with that much booze. It's hard to keep timeline straight. But man, yeah, the it does not. It, it's not a good look for Rick. It's not a good look for what Tommy Dreamer said. And I think Impact made the right move by 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 pulling him uh, yeah. for, for the time being. Yeah, they announced, uh, uh, Impact Wrestling has announced earlier this afternoon that Tommy Dreamer has been suspended indefinitely from Impact. It says that we are aware of Tommy Dreamer's comments on Dark Side of the Ring. The views expressed by him in the interview are completely unacceptable. We can confirm Mr. Laughlin, Tommy Dreamer, was suspended this morning with immediate effect pending further action. Uh, like uh, Michael said in the chat here, what about Charlotte? Charlotte said, you know, she's not associated with Flair on screen or anything anymore. That's been completely. Uh, there's not going to be any. I don't think anything. Uh, I don't think anything's going to come down on Charlotte here. I, I saw somebody tweet at Charlotte today, like, "Hey, what about your dad now?" I'm like, Charlotte has absolutely nothing to do with her dad's actions, especially back in 2002. Like, exactly. What, what are we doing? Um. <laughs> What they, Charlotte uh, would have been six. I'm sure there's going to be some smart Wait, ass uh, people. On, no. How old is she? I'm doing my math wrong. She was at least 10, 10 or 12, probably at that time frame. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we and, doing? And, and you're going to get you're gonna, Yeah. She was born in 86. Okay. So she was 14. She was 16 at the time. Um, I'm Still in high school. You're going to get idiots. Uh, you're going to get idiots at live events that are going to say some stupid shit at, uh, you know, they're going to, that, that's just how some, some fans are uh, uh more fallout uh, more fallout from this i mean uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg people yeah this this isn't going away anytime soon. uh car shield has announced that they are pausing its ad campaign with rick flair obviously uh you've seen that all over especially uh, even on during raw uh yeah. all over the place car shield has uh rick flair ads even got even got la night yeah even got la night in a, as a mechanic uh on one of the commercials but uh, they have uh, a spokesperson uh, reached out to PW Insider earlier today and says, we take these matters very seriously. As of right now, we are pausing the campaign and we will do our due diligence. So, um, and, uh, um, whoa, you know, it's going to be interesting, especially, uh, you know, uh, Flair will come back on oral sessions with Renee Paquette. That's going to be, boy, that's going to be one to if keep Renee an eye on. on. If Renee lets him back on. That's yeah, should she? Should she? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, don't know. I. I mean, it's an interview. I mean, I know there are going to be people that will say, "Oh, she's bringing him on to get the views," but maybe it's an interview that needs to happen. You know, maybe. It's I, I think she, if anybody could do that interview with style, class, grace. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I would, I would watch it to be completely honest with you. And yeah, don't, get, get this crap off the screen. Yeah. Just, uh, Anthony, yeah. Just, who gives a damn? 
Someone exactly, got yeah. murdered 20 years ago. Does that mean they should stop trying to find the guy that did it? And if they find the guy 30 years later, they he shouldn't get the death penalty for exactly. it? Exactly. That noise, man. Yep. I just wanted you to see that, see what you were getting thought about that. Sexual yeah. assault, an alleged sexual assault. And you know what? Yeah. Ric Flair probably forgot about it the next day, but this girl didn't. Mm-hmm. She's been living with this for 20 damn years. And yeah. Rick, and no, nothing happened to Ric Flair. He got a pass. Yep. He got a pass. And that's uh, the problem. So, yeah, don't give me this. He's getting canceled crap. If Ric Flair did this, screw Ric Flair. All right? God dang it, man. Don't give me this happened 20 years ago crap. Exactly. Uh, Some final things in regards to this. Uh, We have a couple of tweets. First, uh, Rob Van Dam. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people probably reached out to him on Twitter. Uh, Rob responded to a, a fan uh, talking about Dark Side of the Ring, and he says, I better watch this episode. Sadly, though, yes, it was when I broke in. Uh, so, uh, you know, man, I don't, you know, it's it's crazy. And uh, Maria Canellis, uh, um, uh, Ian, Ian Riccoboni, the play-by-play guy for Ring of Honor, had uh, just mentioned this Dark Side of the Ring tonight with uh, uh, an emoji, and uh, Maria Canellis Bennett uh, replied with, it's always don't sell it. Don't let them see you cry. You're lucky to be here. Boys being boys. It's funny, et cetera, et cetera. All lies to hide the grossness of it all. It was a culture that some people still try and uphold today. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. This is one incident. Yeah, this, this is one incident that somebody came out and, and talked about publicly. Yeah. Who the hell else knows with the amount of, you know, partying? That people did. We haven't even talked about, you know, what 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 Terry Reynolds went through through this. Yeah. Every time something happened with her, she was told no sell it. Just no yeah. sell it. Act mm-hmm. like it didn't happen. It's not that big of a deal. Don't worry about it. You know, that that know your role, know your place, and and move on kind of thing. And I don't uh, care. I don't care if that's how it was back in the day. It doesn't make it right back in the day. And I'm so well, glad that it, maybe this kind of stuff still does go on. But at yeah. least I would hope that it's not as prevalent and it's easier for people to speak out about it. Now. Well, and, and on top of that, women are more receptive to call people out on that bullshit, too. Yeah. And and it, it is they're not afraid to call people out on it. And um, uh, and that's exactly what Maria ended that tweet with, uh, quote, unquote, back in my day is part of that lie. So there, there it's the it's. Look, it's the same excuses we've heard for decades. Boys will be boys. This is just how it was. This, that, and the other thing. Doesn't make any of it right. Doesn't make it right back then. Doesn't make it right today. Don't do that. Don't do it. Let's transition off of Please. dark side no. of the ring. And uh, I, I, it's not really happier news, but it's more. Inter- it's some. In- it's not. It's some interesting news, uh, so to speak. Uh, Fightful Select dropped some knowledge on some NXT uh, deals, and why are so many of them coming up all of a sudden? Uh, Fightful Select had mentioned that Johnny Gargano was one of several NXT talents that were offered new contracts in the fall of 2019 when NXT went to the USA Network. As the company was in a major re-signing mode across all brands, obviously AEW starting up, they wanted to kind of hoard some people at the time and keep them away from AEW. Dozens of wrestlers either re-signed or restructured their contracts when WWE landed some of the, the big television deals that happened two years ago. A WWE source told Fightful Select that there wasn't much incentive for top NXT talent to re-sign at the rates that were being offered for a long-term deal, which were nowhere near the Raw and SmackDown deals being offered at the time. 
There's been different payout structures within NXT depending on the wrestlers, but Fightful Select was told it wasn't just top names. Even though Adam Cole was another that passed on a 2019 offer, they've heard that other names down the card that weren't even being used on TV passed on new contracts. So that tells me, Rick, that basically you're getting put on TV we're making a lot more money, but we're not going to give it to you. And so yeah. that's why people are leaving in droves right now from NXT and WWE. Yeah. It, look, unless you got a raise, man, like it was smart not to sign that contract. That's just that's just smart business. Yeah. You, you know your contract is going to be coming up. Why would you sign an extension or this, that, or the other thing if you know that, you know, you have a T, like, look, they bet on NXT. They bet that. The ratings would be good. This would be a success. WWE making fist loads of cash off of them. And then they could go back and say, hey, look, ratings are good. I'm one of your key contributors. And if you're a guy like Adam Cole or a Johnny Gargano, yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to want to renegotiate at that point. Now, it was WWE's fault for not realizing that Adam Cole's contract was up. <laughs> was yeah. up. But yeah. at least they knew that Johnny Gargano's contract is coming up. They yeah. know Candice LeRae's contract is coming up. There's a lot of other people whose contracts are coming up. Uh, Pete Dunn was another one whose contract was just came up. I'm sure he got a raise uh, when he signed his deal, uh, for sure, because this is still a show that's on TV every week. So, yeah, they they absolutely needed a uh, to, to renegotiate that. That's just smart business on the hands of the wrestlers. Do you feel uh, that Johnny and Candice are going to leave? No earthly idea. Um I just because like it, here's my here's my thought process on this AEW can't have everybody right like Tony right. Khan can say I don't think there's ever going to be a full roster right I don't no. think you, you can't no there is there's such a thing as a full roster yeah especially when you're talking about oh well Bray Wyatt might be coming in soon and then there could be maybe even a, a few more additions that, are, that could be on the way yeah I mean you got a stacked roster and only three three hours of TV time so they can't yeah keep everybody i think a lot of it's going to depend on what johnny wants what candace wants um and they may not know that until the, the baby arrives to be completely honest with you so yeah, and uh if candace uh obviously candace's deal is expiring later than johnny's and yeah. candace's deal is going to probably hit a pause whenever she gets off tv uh due to the pregnancy which she's been trying to stay on camera to keep that uh, uh that pause from happening as much as possible uh, and, so and another thing it might have to do johnny might want to sit back and see what NXT looks like in, in four mm -hmm. months. Because this, this is a brand that's near and dear to his heart. This is something that, you know, he, he's been one of these guys that he is on the Mount Rushmore of, of NXT and mm -hmm. wants that brand to be well and yeah. wants that brand to be on the same platform as Raw and SmackDown. But now that they're blatantly calling it developmental all over again and they're bringing up all these fresh faces and yeah, they may have put the belt on Tommaso Ciampa, but... Look who he stared down at the end of the show. Yeah, Mr. Broadbreaker. So, yeah, I don't know. He might want to just comb out the landscape, talk to some folks, and make his decision at a later time, just like Daniel Bryan did. Yeah, it's it's very, uh, very interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, I tell you what, man. I mean, I know there's a lot more to it than just snapping your fingers, but if you're Ring of Honor or you're Impact Wrestling, especially Impact, who has some money, get your ass on a better channel because you're going to be bring like because there's going to be a lot of overflow there's going to be guys that don't resign with aew when their contracts come up in 2022 and they don't want to go to wwe you, uh, you know if ring of honor or impact could just get a tv deal that is on a channel 
that is that people have heard of or can access because i mean i like i had access tv i like access tv i love the rock shows they put on there i had it when i had cable don't have it anymore on youtube tv so yeah, i don't have it i i don't have access to access mm. <laughs> that, uh, totally uh, didn't mean to say that pun unintended but yeah no, <laughs> i don't have access to that channel uh, so uh, I to watch impact a whole lot to be honest yeah the beauty of impact though uh the impact app is great because literally an hour to two hours after it's aired on access it's going to be up on the uh, on their app like you, it's on roku or, or fire stick it's uh it's up by the end of the night which is great you know so access to it is okay for that but i mean watching it live is the big problem and uh and if you are really wanting to be a player and there's going to be some names that come off the AEW board in next year that don't resign. Um, you know, they need, I think they need to get in gear with some TV deals here, man. All right, let's wrap this baby up with some freestyle Friday. Get your comments in on the chat. Uh, any questions, ask us any questions. By the way, I'm usually not this surly. I'm usually a pretty happy go lucky, you know, positive make jokes kind of guy, but that dark, that dark side got you, got you fired up here. I've gotten some comments. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There, there are, um, there are some, uh, idiot. I mean, like, like, I don't know if you saw Denise's tweet, like there's some people in her, mentions that are just saying idiotic sexist stuff there, and she's there like, are people always in her dm saying idiotic sexist stuff so she's that, like i'm gonna retweet you call your ass out and, and make you wish you had a private dude, account you know and i can't so i have so i'm in i'm in radio right like yeah i have co-workers who aren't on tv all right they are just on the radio and people will, you know, hit up their Twitter DMs or their Instagrams and this, that, and the other with the most lewd, crude uh, request, like basically like the worst kind of comments you would see on OnlyFans, yeah. uh, you know, like just throwing out. This is yeah. stuff that just women get on the regular in their DMs all the damn time, yep. whether they want it or not. And that's yep. part of the problem is you have so many people out there who think that this behavior is okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I don't care if it's a damn joke or not. Yeah. Unless look, it's, it's plain and simple. Keep it in your pants. Unless somebody tells you to take it out. It right. ain't hard. No. Uh, it, and like, well, uh, one of my best friends is a sports director uh, for a channel around here. And yeah, I mean, you see that with a lot of the anchors and, and uh, women on TV there. And it's, it's just ridiculous. And, and I see people in the comments talking about, well, what about this person? What about that person? Look, yeah, there, there are a lot of people that should have gotten a lot more than a slap on the wrist than what they did, especially yep. Brock Lesnar. Now, Brock was another one of these made guys at the time. Now, Brock didn't really do anything on the plane that was that. He got in a fight with Kurt Henning. He should have just let it go. Like, Kurt Henning is a big river, right? And he, he put the shaving cream on Brock's head. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Everything's great. Everybody's laughing. Brock was new guy. decided to tackle the guy and yeah. start a fight where Brock should have just gone, ah, oh, USOB, ha, 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 let me go to the bathroom and wipe the shaving cream. Yeah, off. yeah, like, we're, you know, all the new guys are going to go through that. Is that, and, is that yeah. worth, you know, dropping, you know, getting in a fight and breaking chairs and almost knocking the emergency hatch open? Like, is it worth that? No. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. All right, ask us your questions in the chat. We got one here. Why, uh, you know, they're on the same time next Friday, but it's a two hour show for rampage and Dutch yeah. is probably not going to stay up that late. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it like Rick said, I uh, had a hard time getting Dutch, uh, uh, on for an 11. extra hour. 
<laughs> but we'll see. Hell, I don't even know if I could stay up uh, that late to, to do that. So we're, 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 we're working it out. We're figuring out what time we're going to be on next week, but uh, maybe Saturday, it might be a special Saturday show. Might be a special Saturday show on the afternoon where we're nice and refreshed and I've had a little bit of sleep and you know, we have time to think <laughs> over everything. Uh, so yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll make an announcement uh, before uh, that happens. Why did the WWE let Adam Cole leave? Well, it was Adam Cole's decision. His contract was up. He was free and clear to go wherever he wanted. And uh, uh, he decided uh, to not resign. So they didn't let him. Well, again, here's the thing. Like, even if they had not forgotten when his contract was up, he's probably going to AEW anyway. Just Mm -hmm. just the comments that he said, look, he wanted to go back. He wanted to be with his his buddies. He wanted to, um, you know, there was a lot of reasons. He said going to AEW was an easy decision. Yeah. So. I think he had his mind pretty much made up. So even if they didn't screw up and let his contract lapse, he was probably gone anyway. And this is how good of an Adam Cole guy he is. He he signed a a, a brief extension to finish out his program with Kyle O'Reilly, and then he left. Yeah, he mentioned that in an interview. He's like, well, Kyle O'Reilly is one of his best friends. He wanted to finish that story for Kyle. And, uh, you know, that's just, yeah, that just shows the professional that he was. He could have said, screw you. I'm out. I'm going to go to AEW right away. But he didn't. And I don't think he had any ill will towards WWE, obviously. I mean, he had been one of the major players in AEW or AEW, uh, NXT for, for quite some time. He had a great four-year run. Uh, in yeah, NXT. He just exactly. Had a chance to go do something he really wanted in, uh, in AEW. Why did they change Rick Steiner's son's name? Well, that's just what Vince loves to do. Uh, literally, his oh, name was right. changed, that too. But his name was literally changed the day before or two days before uh, to Rex Steiner. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden, well, okay. Well, let's make it Braun Breaker with two Ks. Two Ks. Because we can copyright that. I actually like Rex Braun Breaker. If they did Rex Braun Breaker. That's a lot. Of, say, that's a lot. Say, but Rex Braun Breaker <laughs> sounds a hell of a lot better than Braun Breaker does. I don't know why, but just putting that Rex in front of it, I like it a lot better. But it doesn't matter, honestly. People will get used to the name, but that guy. That guy's a stud. I like him. I'm a fan already. Hell yeah, man. I he he cut it. If you uh there's a digital only interview or promo that he cut, uh go to NXT's Twitter page. Great promo uh that he cut there as well. Uh, I thought he did a tremendous job. I thought they force fed too many debuts. Like the Von Wagner thing was unnecessary. And they and a lot of a lot of debuts, but like a uh, trick with Bello, uh, Carmelo Hayes, I thought that was good. Um this new tag team kind of uh, with uh, uh, Josh Briggs and I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, and that's the problem. That, that yeah. problem is like they had so many people out there. You know, it was uh, it was it's c- kind of like what Mick Foley said. You know, there's a lot of people that they introduce on NXT and you kind of forget their name, you know, after as soon as they're gone. Not to say that they're not talented or they didn't. You know, there were guys who set themselves apart this week as opposed to everybody else. And this is what the new NXT is going to be. It's going to be a lot of new faces and a lot of throwing a bunch of crap against the wall and seeing what sticks. And eventually the cream will rise to the to the top and you're going to build new stars out of it. it this, is, this is just the beginning. This is what it is. Yeah. Uh, any news on Sasha Banks? Nothing yet. Um, a lot of people thought they were hoping she would return uh, for the MSG show last week. That didn't happen. Uh, everything's mum on her. I don't know if it's... Uh, any kind of Hollywood Mandalorian deal. She had COVID. Nobody knows. Everybody's mom. I don't know if you heard anything on that. Nope. Not a thing. I know she's been backstage. She'll be on TV. 
I don't know why uh, why she was gone. Probably a personal reason. Where, where's Bray Wyatt going? Uh, uh, Uncle Dave Meltzer said AEW is he was going to be the third of the big three signings with Punk and Danielson. Uh, that is where Dave thinks he's going. Um, and according to some teasing, I, it sounds like Bray is definitely coming back to wrestling soon. Do you think AEW, Rick? I, I think that's the right call. Uh, if I had, if I. I had it my way. I'd have him back in WWE personally, but yeah. I think they're the company that has the bag uh, that will be able to pull in uh, Bray Wyatt. I think he might be above the pay grade of an impact or a ring of honor or any of these indie type promotions. You see the kind of money that Braun Strowman was uh, uh, requesting. Uh, Bray Wyatt is one of the top stars in the world, the entire world he's one yeah. of the best wrestling minds in the world i think he i think aew is the perfect home for him if it's not in wwe um i but frankly i don't care where he shows up i will find a way to get access if he's on impact because that is a guy wherever he shows up it commands my eyeballs yeah Command i'll tell you what yeah if he goes there yeah i tell you download that impact app on your fire stick or your roku it'll be there by about an hour or two or, or if you come, if it's up too late for you come back tomorrow and here's the other thing man he could go to Impact and still be on AEW. Right? Mm -hmm. Forbidden door, baby. The forbidden door is wide open. So, you know, if Impact's bringing in Braun Strowman, I don't be surprised you see Braun Strowman on, on AEW. Hell, we see the Good Brothers every damn week on Dynamite. Yep, exactly. Uh, Jonathan Diaz in the chat. Do you think Punk will be booked nightly on Dynamite? Uh, I, you know, I, nightly, I think he'll be... Uh, I think he'll be present weekly. He is not going to be a part-timer. He has said that in interviews. He is in it for the full time. Uh, he's obviously not going to wrestle every week, but I mean, he did a hell of a job on commentary on Wednesday and then, then turned into an angle with Team Taz. Uh, you can have him in many different roles without having him wrestle. So, uh, I, you know, I, I think he'll be there most weeks in person. They will do. They will have him there every week until the honeymoon phase is over. Um, I mean, at, 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 he's right. At a certain point, people will stop losing their ever-loving minds just because cult of personality plays. Mm -hmm. uh, so there will come a point where the honeymoon phase is over. It could be another two weeks. It could be two months. It could be two years. But until that honeymoon phase is over, yes, he will be out there every week. He's not going to be wrestling every week. But... You put him on Rampage, wrestling Powerhouse Hobbs, that's going to draw some eyes. You put him on commentary, that's going to draw some eyes. I mean, you got to get him on the show while people are, are desperately dying to see him. They're so yeah. happy that he's back. Exactly. Uh, will Rampage be live next week? No, actually, I, I thought it was, but then I was uh, filled in uh, that it is going to be taped at, during Arthur Ashe on Wednesday, which that's surprised did, me. That's what they did with the Cincinnati show. Yeah. So it's going to, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hot. Yeah. It's going to be a hot show. It's going to be a hot show. It's going to be, there's a good card already on it, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it's going to, uh, I was kind of surprised that it was going to uh, I'll be taped. Uh, final question before we sign off, what is AEW WrestleMania like pay-per-view in your opinion? I, I, I would say it's all out as their WrestleMania uh, for the most part. Um I don't know. I you know they don't really have a set WrestleMania, and they, I think they've done that by design. I think they've even mentioned that before that they don't really plan on having a WrestleMania, so to speak. But I mean, with what, what they the, did, what was the first one that they did, the the all the, in, yeah. So all in and all out. I think those are their their yeah. top. That would be their WrestleMania and their SummerSlam. 
Yeah, because you uh, got well, all all in turned into all out once uh, dynamite happened. But once you, with what happened at all out with with Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, that is basically going to be their their uh, their WrestleMania, I think, going forward. Yeah, I don't know. And the other thing is they only have four pay per views every year, so every single one of them is a you know, there's no there's no throwaway. It's not like extreme rules where we're a week or two away and we still have no stipulation matches on the damn card. Right. Now, extreme rules is looking fantastic. Yeah. Ian and Bianca and Balor and Reigns. You know, I mean, it's shaping up to be a damn whomever Big E ends up putting that WWE title against. But there's you have throwaway pay-per-views in between AEW. They take their time. They build up the things. They give you these these huge marquee matches double or nothing. That's the one I was trying to think of. Uh, Jason was saying, so all out. Yeah. And those were the two that I would, I would say their top two. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So AEW, they make all their pay-per-views spe- feel special. I like the four pay-per-view model. I really, really do. I think it works. WWE. It's almost like they, they, ha- they put on a, a, a pay-per-view every month and then they're struggling to fill the card sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, and that's how you get Orton and edge across an entire <laughs> Or Orton and McIntyre across an entire summer is like, well, we got to stretch this all the way out to SummerSlam. And let's have rematches on Raw every week, too. Yeah. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for Top Story here today. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Rick, what do you have going on here? Uh, Well, I'm taking the night off because I have to work. But tomorrow, if you happen to be in the greater Cincinnati area, uh, you should head over to Williamsburg High School for the Battle in the Berg, where your boy will be on the mic doing ring announcing. Oh, and by the way, I'm taking off this brand new suit that I bought. I'm putting my boots on. I'm getting inside the Jeff Henderson Memorial Battle Royal, and I am going to win that some bitch and bring the trophy back home to the 700 WOW newsroom. That is exactly what I'm doing this weekend. Got, you, uh, you Carl- got, Carlito's going to be on that card. Max Caster is going to be on that card. So it's uh, it's going to be a good one. So if you're in the greater Cincinnati area, Williamsburg High School, it's a place to be tomorrow night. You got yourself a fresh cigar for, for tomorrow? No, that's the one thing I didn't pick up. So ah. I'm not. I also don't know what the, the it's a school. They may not let me smoke it in there. So yeah. yeah, but you're a heel. You're a heel. You smoke in school if you're a heel. See, that's the thing. When I had the suit on, right? When I had the suit on, when I have the microphone, I'm the I'm a good guy, right? Like I'm a baby face. So it's like the bright blue baby face. And then I take the suit off and I got my red gear underneath. And that's when I put the shades on and become the bad guy. Well, uh, I got myself with uh, Lost in the Mid card. We drop a new episode every Thursday with myself and fellow sports kid writer Matt Black. We uh, just hit episode 299. Uh, next week, we are going to go live for the very first time ever. We're going to go live. Yeah, we're going to go live right after Dynamite. Uh, we're going to go live on YouTube. So go uh, search for lost in the mid card on YouTube. We're also on the podcast and realm as well. Uh, make sure to search for lost in the mid card and hit the new feed as we got a new podcasting feed as well. That drops every Thursday, but we are going to go live on Wednesday for the first time ever for episode 300 after Arthur Ashe. Great timing to hit 300. after yes. Arthur Ashe. Almost like you planned it. Well, hope you guys have a good weekend. And Rick, uh, you know, there's always one thing that that uh, Kev and Jose always love to ask. And, and you know what that you know what that answer is? What what they got to do? What the fans have got to do? Enjoy it. Yeah. Have a good weekend.